0: Hi, thank you for listening to another episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. This is Vicki, your intuitive life and development coach, and the one who's just bringing these subjects up because, boy, does life get interesting sometimes, doesn't it? I am so grateful that I get to work with people who are so intelligent and so expansive and want to understand their soul and their human connection, and that includes all of you, even if we don't meet um, through my coaching services or through classes or anything like that, I really am grateful to be part of this community in this world that we live in. This podcast was intended to help you understand your own wiring, your own intuition, And to have some fun as a human. I hear so often that, oh, being so human is hard. And well, I'm only human. And it's like, stop it. That's part of the beauty of being here is to give your soul something to walk around in and to experience the joy and the love. And yeah, the challenges and the hardships and everything that go with being physical. And you can lament or you can figure it out and you can really appreciate the fact that you have all this versatility. And one of the things that has been occurring to me more and more is the distraction factor. And you know what the habits that we've created in ourselves because the universe and the earth didn't hand us distraction except for the beauty of nature. I can really get distracted by that. I think that's a good thing though. This life that we're living and especially right now where it's difficult to know what might be happening in the next few minutes or the next hour or the next year. And I feel like it's even more important that we learn to focus. And I thought about this process when I was working with someone last week and we were talking about how distracted that she's been in her own world and That wanting to be present is an intention of a lot of us. And I thought, well, let's just talk about the distraction in action. Because, like everything else, I really believe that when we look at something and we discuss it and we give it opportunity to be released, that, you know, sometimes we come to some pretty brilliant observations and then we can work through things. It's part of the reason I went from doing strict intuitive readings to coaching because it was so boring to me just to look at someone and say, well, this is what I see as your potential. This is what your soul sees as your potential. This is what is probable Um and have a good day. And I'm like, no, I want to be part of that. I want to help them figure out because having people leave without a plan felt disrespectful. It felt like building somebody up and then saying, okay, go figure it out. And I don't know about you, but that's been most of my life where I did not feel like I had much coaching or direction or anything in life. And I just had to figure it out as I went. And I thought, well, I don't want to be another one of those people that just say, okay, here's the picture. Here's what it looks like in your process. And hey, good luck with that. I want to be the one saying, okay, well, what have you tried this? Or have you ever considered this? And since I have been, I think, blessed with the wiring that combines a very high intuitive sense with a very practical, what's the next step? Can we create a plan? Will there be a spreadsheet (laughs) brain? I feel like in that process, I've learned to really appreciate all of the aspects of myself. And that's what we're really here to do, to learn about ourselves, to be good with who we are. And I believe that the distraction in the world we live in, be it from electronics, or from not knowing what to do, or from pandemic, or what are the other, you know, myriad of experiences that could be distracting. I feel like they all pretty much come to the same space of keeping us from our expansion or our greatness, or our understanding of who we are. So by calling it out, we can actually turn down that distraction, be more focused, be more intentional. And I do not mean this to be fill the extra half hour of time that you have with go get them. Because I think that's a distraction too. When we're so focused on what our success will be, you're not in the moment. You are not participating in the joy of the process or even the frustration of the process. You're just thinking about that next level of achievement, that next place, that who's going to be the person to introduce me to whom. And that's not living. That is making a projection of yourself. You may as well be a Movie projector because you are just putting out a hologram of yourself, my friend. And distraction is very good at that. I don't think it has its own intelligence, but it does borrow from our intelligence and our brain and our desire perhaps to avoid. And that's what today's topic is going to be about. And this is actually going to be a three-part series because when I started writing it out, I realized there is a lot of information here. And I don't want to overwhelm and I don't want to be contributor to the distraction and action by saying, okay, here's a bunch of information and now that you have it, what are you going to do with it? I want to give the practical steps, some of the practical steps. I mean, I can't cover everything that we do in coaching or in courses, uh, in a podcast and uh, but I can give pretty good starting point. And this one ended up being because I love acronyms, alliteration and all of that I created this is the AAA series. So distraction in action it is going to all come down to distraction but there are three components of distraction that I have found in coaching anyway and the first one we're going to talk about is avoiding. And then I will let you know what the other two are later on. So got to listen to the episode. Come on. I can't give it all away in the beginning. So do you find yourself distracted often? Are you scrolling on your phone, not really invested in what you're reading? Because there are times where it may look like you're scrolling. And I know for myself, I read a lot of articles online. I if I'm in a waiting area or something along those lines, I always have a digital book that I'm reading that I can participate in. Um, it's not social media all the time that I'm looking at my phone, admittedly too much looking at my phone, but when you run a business, that's part of it. But do you find yourself distracted and you're just scrolling through or you're playing mindless games um, and you're finding ways to avoid whatever it is that you could be doing or even would want to be doing, but you're putting it off. For whatever sake, because you've been caught. And I know some of this is programmed and I know things are set up to catch our attention and based on this, but on our brain function. But I also really believe that we are in charge of our brains. And once you get into a good conversation and a good working relationship with your brain and you understand that it's actually trying to help you, it might have some autopilot stuff going on in there. It can become a partner in your expansion, definitely in your spiritual. Do you find that you do other things when there's a focus goal that you know is either due or you would like to be doing? Um, for myself, it can often be writing out the bullet points that I follow during a podcast episode so I don't wander off into Mars on some tangent. I can find all kinds of ways to avoid actually writing this stuff up. I truthfully got into a very, what I found to be a funny moment where I was avoiding writing the podcast on avoiding. And once I realized I was doing that, the hilarity of it actually did hit me. And I thought, you know what, this is pretty good because I am absolutely manifesting exactly what I want to talk about. So I can truly come from a place of transparency and truth that no matter how skilled we are at the actual life skills, there are going to be moments. Of course, there are. No one is perfect. And There's no way to be living a life of complete focus. Distraction actually can be helpful and it can be a form of meditation. But the distraction I'm talking about is when there's an aspect of yourself that knows it's avoiding. For instance, my go-to when I'm avoiding is often to clean or to organize something. Now, you could say that that's helpful, right? That things, these things do need to be done. It's not like the rabbit's going to clean his own box. He's not. I've asked him to, he won't cooperate, can't really handle the garbage bag anyway, but um, I will clean or I'll organize something or all of a sudden some project will be so important that I have to run to the store to get this minuscule little piece of it in order to complete it. And when it's not necessary, or I will all of a sudden have to look up the best recipe or the best way to make A new muffin or something along those lines. Lately, I've been a bit fixated on designing a home gym. And for the humor in this situation, I live in a 750 foot square, square foot condo. (laughs) I am not designing a gym in this place because there's just no room and there's already a treadmill and a spin bike and uh physio ball and dumbbells and everything in my living room. So it's not necessary to do that. But man, I will have to look up the most efficient system in order to have that in mind. Some of this is future planning. I understand that. But there is nothing pertinent to it right now. There is no need to do that. It's just a form of avoiding, which often looks like procrastination. And one of the things that Becomes part of this process that you'll hear me say later is simply to pay attention. So I have learned, I might be 10, 15 minutes into that process of researching squat bars or whatever it is at the moment. And then I will recognize, oh, you're doing that avoiding thing. And I will shift and actually stop what I'm doing because I'm not going to perpetuate it, especially if it's something that isn't. Do or isn't um, a priority. It's frustrating, isn't it? You can feel what needs to be done and you can even know, but still there's that procrastination. And it really affects how you are feeling about yourself because there's this dichotomy, there's this division within the, the uh, part of you that. Even knows it wants to create content or to develop a plan for self or to look at your finances or to call that friend. It knows it wants to. It absolutely feels that that would feel great to do, but then it still gets caught in the procrastination and the distraction in action. And this is where it comes in helpful to know that your brain is actually working for you. It's not working against you. What it's doing there is it is leading you what it feels like away from danger. And I really believe that most of this is because we are feeling our own expansion and our growth and don't really know what to do with it. And we are programmed from a very young age to scan the environment, to assess what is perhaps in our way, what's dangerous, um, but we also learn to scan what's interesting, what's funny, what's educational, what's emotional growth. That aspect of your brain will always be there. It's a matter of helping it and programming it and training it to be of assistance to you rather than to be of detriment. So, again, it's important to recognize when you're in that avoiding place, when you're in that procrastination space. And if you are procrastinating, just know that 90% of the time, if you're procrastinating, you just don't have a plan. So if you create a plan, it will help you to um, walk away from that process of procrastination and this scanning ability that we have we take it in this is part of your intuition it's part of the collaboration between your soul that came in knowing that this human self was going to guide me to greatness and whatever your level of greatness is whatever that feels like for you is fine um, I feel like sometimes we are fed this line that we have to do these grandiose things and we have to be bigger than life and that we have to push, push, push. And that's such a human construct. It is not a soul construct. And it creates stress. And I feel like that's some of the scanning we learn to do when we're younger is we're watching other people, the adults in our lives who likely didn't let us in on the secret that they didn't know what they were doing either. They were just going from day to day, trying to do the best they could. And in that scanning, we take in the message that, wow, all of that expansion looks hard and painful, and I don't know that I want to do it. So there becomes a minimizing effect that happens. And one of the first indications that you're minimizing your own Soul human integration, your greatness and your expansion is avoiding. And I'm going to say again, and I've reiterated this before I am not a therapist. And I am not talking about attention deficit or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. I'm not talking about any of those. Okay. Biochemically wiring those um, exists. But in this context, what I'm talking about is learned behavior. Um, and now, if you lived with someone who was maybe not diagnosed until later, because very often females are not diagnosed until much later in life, perhaps you witnessed this and you did absorb some of these behaviors. Well, you could look at that. You could ask yourself if what you're doing is reminiscent of what you watched your parents do. Um, My mother was a very sedentary person and I know know that that is part of my desire to not be. However, like everyone else, I have a very keen couch potato in me and I can absolutely tap into that couch potato-ness and avoid that part of my brain that's saying, you know, Vicki, you have to work on the book, Vicki, your course is coming out, have you written it? Um, You know, Vicki, did you feed the rabbit? Or did you go for your walk? I can absolutely shut that down in what is a pretty advanced avoidance technique. And I know I learned it watching her. And part of this is not the blame game. It's recognizing that avoidance is a maladaptive coping skill and that offers your mind an escape from uncomfortable thoughts, feelings, experiences. Uh, it's a coping technique and it's something that I feel like is not only learned through avoiding painful things, I think we actually avoid. Feeling the joy and the expansion and the growing of our lives. I feel like intuitively we know that something is shifting, and there's some part of our brain that has learned through, you know, maybe through the uncomfortable part that goes, oh, hell no, uh uh-uh. uh, not growing again. But you know what? That's kind of built into the soul agreement in that we come in to grow and learn. And coping you in, in this way involves trying to avoid the stressors rather than deal with them. And as someone who has learned to just face a situation, and it's often much less than what my brain has made up, um, because boy, can our brains tell stories, can't they? Um, I am encouraging you to consider the fact that when you're avoiding Perhaps you are resisting your own greatness. Perhaps you are feeling on some level that there is a skill set coming about or that there's someone you're going to meet. Um, and this, in this way, you can actually connect up with your intuition and ask questions of your being and yourself to say, okay, well, what's the best case scenario? What could possibly happen here that would be amazing, but maybe my system is reading as a fearful place because that's what it's learned. Um, And avoidance is a common behavior uh, when anxiety or anxiousness creeps up in us. And learning how to work with it and approach it rather than avoiding it is such an important tool and so many people talk about anxiety. I have an anxiety issue. I have anxiety over this. And so many young kids having anxiety. And I can't help but wonder that they're not looking at us acting like we've got our shit together, that we know everything. And that not only do we know it, we're going to be the best at everything. And our house is always going to be clean. And we're going to have the best career. And we're going to, Go to CrossFit six times a week and all this stuff, and can't help but wonder if their anxiety is the fact that no one's looked at them and said, Oh, kiddo, I don't have it figured out yet. And that's okay because what I don't have figured out, I know I know how to read and I know I know how to ask for help. And I know that I can research something. Don't doctor Google. It's dangerous. I can't help but wonder if the anxiety that exists is because we're walking around in a falsehood, both avoiding the fact that we (laughs) most of the time don't know how to best handle a situation, but we also don't know that we have the skills on board because we've also handled things before. So when our kids are watching this, they're being fed the idea that they have to know everything and they know they don't know everything because they're actually truthful with themselves, and you know unaware adults will tell them they don't know everything which is just a dumb statement because nobody knows everything and it just creates this expansion of anxiety rather than an embracing of the fact that the the less you know the more you get to know the more you get to appreciate and grow. So if we stopped avoiding the fact that we don't know everything, we can actually calm our butts down and then learn how to best handle a situation. So we may first avoid It to think we're feeling less anxious. Like if I don't look directly at that, if I don't make eye contact with my insecurity, I'm going to feel less anxious. Well, you're not because your brain is just going to say, bring that around to her again. Tell him again. Bring it around. Tell him again. Bring it around. Tell him again. It's relentless and it's trying to, in its approach to try to get you to pay attention to the fact that it just wants to hear you say, well, I don't really know, but we'll figure it out. This expression and this acceptance of yourself can turn down so many of the A words, (laughs) avoidance, apathy, and amnesia, and I'll get into those in later episodes. But the brain of yours invokes the avoidance method to get your help. It wants your help because some part of it is recognizing that the soul is there to support you and you have guidance and you have knowing within that you're just not tapping into. And I feel like sometimes it's showing us our capabilities, but we've been so programmed to look at our insecurities almost as a badge of courage lately. I'm so insecure. Well, perhaps that's true, but do you... Need to do a meme about it every day. Um, because where your attention goes is, is where energy goes. So perhaps looking at it is part of the attention that, yes, I do feel an insecurity in this. Well, what could I do about it? What could I then ask myself to take a step to Unwind that insecurity and begin to feel a surety about myself, a knowing that while I may not know, I can figure it out. I believe, and I have seen with my clients, my friends, myself, my kids, that where there is an expansion of the soul, the human psyche, slams on the brake. It almost pulls the emergency brake and sen- can send you into a spin. And it freaks out a little bit. So just knowing this, y- you can perhaps feel that freak out going on inside. And then again, ask yourself, Ooh, is this what expansion feels like? It can feel overwhelming. And I actually feel like sometimes that the overwhelmment that people feel is that they've already expanded, but they're not allowing themselves to show up. Maybe they've already done the research. Maybe you've already taken the class, but you're not allowing yourself to show up in the greatness. There are many businesses that I work with that are kind of limping along when they have this amazing message and product not because the product isn't ready or the business isn't ready, but because they're afraid of whatever that level is. And sometimes I can under, I can really understand that. I have enacted it in my own life in some ways. Um, but I know from every fiber of my being that when a deep breath is taken and we consider the fact that I have, and you have way more potential than we're allowing to be seen, but we don't have to maintain it at that high level all the time. Like telling your brain that it's okay, we can do this incrementally, it just calms down It can feel overwhelming to feel your own expansion. And that can be one of the challenge of a heightened intuitive sense. And when someone comes to me and they want to work with developing their intuition, one of the questions I will often ask is, are you sure? Are you really sure? Because there's a lot to this. And once you open that door of awareness, you cannot shut it again. You can try to avoid it. You can even put it on a shelf for a little bit. But somebody said to me last week in a session, he's like, this stuff's hard, and you haven't told us how hard it is. And I really thought about that. And while I know I've said, along the line that this takes work and expansion is challenging sometimes. Maybe I haven't said it that clearly. So let me do a a shout out to him and an acknowledgement. And he was saying it lovingly, but I, and I really heard it. And this stuff is not for wimps. (laughs) This expansion, this growth, this awareness that you are amazing. It's not that falsehood that we've been led to believe, Um, that the external attainment of attention and followers and bank accounts and all that lead to the feeling of security inside. They don't. And I've worked with a lot of people where my heart is just so impacted by how sad they are when the rest of us, at least in America, would be looking at them thinking, wow, they really attained it. And they haven't because It's not their true self in in some cases. I'm sure some have been able to do it. Blanket statements don't work. But this stuff is hard. But you know what? It's also a privilege. It's a right we have to expand our mind, body, souls, and understandings. And once you recognize that it's a gift... Overwhelmment tends to turn down because you recognize, number one, we are eternal. You are not going to get everything done in one lifetime. It is just not possible. But what you can do is come to an agreement, hey, another A word, with yourself that you'll no longer avoid your greatness. You will no longer avoid what is unique about you, what is special about you. Because We cannot live in a cookie cutter society and we need the intelligent, emotional capacity of everyone to get on board. And yes, there will always be knuckle draggers. We know that. That's fine. But when we raise vibration and we approach this from a place of understanding who we are and recognizing that doesn't take away from others, we stop practicing minimizing who we are. So how do you do that? Um, With compassion, with an understanding that, again, you're not going to know it all. You can't possibly. That would be boring. And compassion for self first. A compassion, (laughs) perhaps a little bit of humor, really. And I think that's what's helped me the most is I have no idea why I can do the things I can do intuitively However, I have come to the understanding that my soul knows. So my human self just has to trust it and roll with it and have compassion for myself when it's too much because sometimes it feels like too much and sometimes it feels like I don't want (laughs) to. And then I have a little bit of understanding with myself. I think of all the people that I've been able to help and that I haven't even met yet that I intend to help and then I throw in a little sprink, sprinkle of spunk because that's another thing we have as a human gift is our spunkiness our resiliency our ability to move forward in a way that we don't always know the way but we're willing to explore and to understand as we go. I'm just asking you to bring a little bit of um, clarity to that and a little bit of consciousness to it. The other thing is have a plan. I love a plan. I will write out the most minute movements of my day when I am feeling overwhelmed. I will literally sit down and I use three by five cards because I have tried every planner. Oh my goodness, have I tried the planners? I have tried the digital ones. I've tried the ones on paper. And I just know my system works best with a three by five card. And I have a card for business and I have a card for my personal life. And I literally write down that I need to change the um bunny box that I need to go to the store and grab whatever it is that's necessary. I need to clean up my email box. I need to return the item that I said I would get back to someone on a week and a half ago and still haven't done it. I write those things out. And the beauty of an index card, peeps, is that it only has so many lines on it. It can get overwhelming to write down everything that your brain is dumping. Now Go ahead and do that. Take a blank piece of paper. I recommend like copy paper. Take a blank piece of paper without the lines and do a dump of everything that needs to be done. But then on that three by five card are only six or seven, depending on how big you write, uh, items that you will approach that day. Because there's your plan. There's your you know, key to success. There's your balance and your structure that will help you to feel like you've already succeeded because you took the first step. You stopped avoiding. You sat down and you created this. And if you find yourself doing this for three days and then falling off for a week, it's okay. It's bringing your attention back to it builds that muscle getting yourself in that practice of structure will help you to no longer avoid moving forward. Now, you may see something and you may choose to not do anything specifically about it that's different than avoiding. But we ha- as soon as we look at everything, the brain can no longer run away with its theories and its stories. Being able to create a list is grounding, but it also calms your system down by acknowledging that you're well aware of what needs to be addressed and you also likely have the skills to address it. So if you were, say there's a new program, when you run a business, oh boy, there's always a new program or a new app or a new this or a new that. And you might not know how to work it, but you could write down, research that app rather than, you know, be an expert in it. Take the small steps, no longer avoid the fact that you want to do it or you need to do it even in some cases, if it's your taxes or whatever. But when you write down the smallest step, not accomplish it or, or be an expert in it but click on it to open it up. It'll calm your brain down. And you have the skill sets because you've done something similar in the past, even if you learned to put gas in your car. And really, let's take the drama out of it. You're human, and that's true, but you've done so many other lifetimes, whether that's a belief of yours or not, you have. And while you may think there's this great weight or pressure to whatever you want to achieve, or grow, or create, or expand upon, it can still be broken down into small pieces to be better absorbed and applied, and then accomplished. So the smaller the piece, you get to celebrate. Hopefully, you get to do a happy dance. And then you have created the building blocks of success to move on to the next thing. So... When you're looking it in the face, that's the spunk part. That's the having the chutzpah, having the inner fire to to look at it. Um, And that will propel you through. Not everything has to be done in a zippity-doo-dah manner. Sometimes the stuff is boring. Sometimes the tasks that have to be accomplished are absolutely mundane, but that doesn't mean that you can't feel celebratory after. I was working with someone earlier, and a lot of the times when people come to me in the anxiousness and they're overwhelming, I know my job is to actually find the one item that they may not even be talking about that is creating the most stress in their life. And I just zero in on that. I go right for it and say, well, what about this? You haven't mentioned it, but is this something in your world that is the gotta get to, I call them. (laughs) I gotta get to that. I gotta get to that. And because we just overbook ourselves and don't leave enough time for decompression, Um, A lot of the times we'll avoid the things that are the most mundane, but a lot of the times those are the cog in the whole thing. They're like the hair clog in the pipe. You got to move them out of the way in order to have the flow of energy flowing through you, but also the flow of success in your own life, your own business. I would highly recommend looking at that thing that you least want to do and then addressing it. Because that is often what unplugs everything and allows for the um, flow to happen and then synchronicity shows up and then the person you needed to talk to calls you. All Everything is energy. So if you're willing to look at the thing that you're avoiding the most and to take care of that. The feeling of success is just amazing. And how do you do that? Well, you have to follow yourself around for a certain period of time. I usually recommend a week because, (laughs) ironically, we can avoid the thing we're avoiding for quite a few days, (laughs) weeks, months, years, even. So you got to follow yourself around. And by that, I mean, go about your day, go about what you need to do. But be tapped into yourself enough to recognize when you feel like something is off. Okay, when you feel like, oh, that's the thing I'm not getting to. Write it down. You're simply going to take an inventory of the times you and the times and what you're avoiding, because you have to find a, a common denominator. You have to find the thing of which you you are avoiding. If it's laundry, call me. I love doing laundry. I know that makes me a little odd, but I love it. So don't do anything about it at that moment. We have to help your system get used to acknowledging without avoiding or jumping on something. So you're going to write it down. You're going to acknowledge that you were avoiding it. You're going to write down what it is. And the note function in your phone is fine for this because sometimes you know, you're know, you on the go or and you need to do a phone message or whatever. But don't do anything about it until you've got a pattern, until you see something show up a few times. And after following yourself around, then have that conversation with yourself about what you're avoiding. And then here comes the spunky part. You must address it. You must create the first step in order to move through the block, in order to stop avoiding there's no magic wand to any of this. Um, you know, there isn't. I I wouldn't even give you one if there was, because then you miss out on the joy and the success of being who you are. And you know what? Listen, <laughs> no one is going to do your life for you. You signed up as a soul to walk around in the body that you're in. So one, could you start appreciating that body? Um, and two, could you start listening to what's going on inside of there? And then three, would you get willing to commit to whatever it is and recognize that it doesn't all nor can it be done in a day? If you're old enough to listen to this podcast and understand it, like truth talk here, you're old enough to face your avoiding self and find out what it really wants. You are old enough to have that conversation. You will not burst into flames. You will be okay. There might be some pain in there. There might be some trauma that has to be addressed. And, you know, reach out to your professional for that help. Absolutely. But also, once it's looked at, it will dissipate a little bit. Trauma just wants to be heard. We want to be heard. Um The overwhelming and avoidance walk hand in hand. They're little buddies. But once you stop avoiding, overwhelmment tends to dissipate as well. That's not to say you won't have a day where you're like, holy crap. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if one more thing can be piled on this pile. That might happen. I'm talking about the practice of avoiding self. There's also another component to this. Maybe you don't really want to do what you're avoiding. Maybe you've had this idea that you were going to be the number one salesperson in a product you found that you absolutely love. And you were going to you know, shoot for the stars. You were going to get in the old Mary Kay days, the pink, I don't know what it was. It was a fancy car. Then it was a minivan. I don't know what it was. Anyway, maybe you had an idea that you were going to do that. And then you realize, I don't like being in sales. I don't want to do this, but you're avoiding it because you said you were going to hit that goal. And yet you don't call your your clients back. You don't get the product out in time. There's a good indication in all of our lives that what we're avoiding could potentially be something we just don't have the guts yet to say, I don't want to do that. I choose not to do that. So if you keep putting somebody off of getting together and it's not because they haven't been vaccinated or anything like that, then you need to look at that. And you need to realize, is is this someone that you want to have in your life? Um, so Maybe there isn't enough room in your schedule, your heart, or your mind for what's being asked and you're avoiding it because it's easier to avoid than it is to have the conversation with someone else that you said you would agree to coach the soccer team, but you really don't have the time and you'd probably just be miserable doing it. And that's not fair to the kids. Um, If you can't go authentically, don't go at all. But maybe there's simply not room. And your conversation, the conversation—the thing you're avoiding is the conversation with that truthfulness. So if you're honest, um, avoidance doesn't have to happen. Because if you're willing to hear and you're willing to consider and then address it, your subconscious doesn't have to avoid you anymore. It's like, oh, this one will hear me. It's like having a kid whose parent is truly able to listen to them. Um, they don't have to hide. They don't have to avoid things. But maybe you don't want the job. <laughs> maybe you suck at arts and crafts and don't want to go to the paint and sip night. Please don't ever invite me to one of those people. I won't go. However, I won't avoid you. I will just say out- outright, no, thank you. That's not my gig. Um, because I've had this conversation with my avoidant self so many times um, that Once I got to know it, I was like, oh, you really are trying to help me, aren't you? And then it doesn't put it off because when you're avoiding something, it just adds to the list of things that need to be attended to and accomplished that you can think of it as an efficiency model to no longer avoid. So when you get to know yourself, that aspect of you, the avoiding self, it won't be so keen to create distractions. It won't... Think that you have to binge watch that show that you're not even really interested in, and you're not going to retain the information anyway. Um, there's a difference between decompression, um, entertainment, and avoiding. So it would you'd be wise to feel it out. And one of the ways you can do that simply is when you go to pick up the remote, you need to ask yourself: Am I doing this in decompression? Am I doing this for entertainment? or am I avoiding something? And if you're avoiding something, don't you dare turn that TV on, don't do it. (laughs) Um, If it's avoiding working out, well, maybe you listen to the show while you're working out, Um, but don't you dare turn on that TV, that computer, that phone, or anything. If your wise self was kind enough to give you the feedback that, excuse me, you are avoiding right now, turn to it, face it, and say, what am I avoiding? Be curious. Allow your own desire to know who you are. This is part of self-acceptance. This is part of allowing yourself to really appreciate that you have so many layers and this is accessing another layer. You can do this. There are no magic wands, but you can have a magical life and you can create that by no longer putting off or avoiding what wants to come through. And you know what? Sometimes what wants to come through is the the statement of you absolutely rock and that's all I have to say today. You know, it's not always another thing to be added to the list as much as I love lists. So this was the first A in the AAA series of avoidance. The next part two will be of distraction and action will be where we discuss amnesia. And that's part of our human conditioning where we block things out. um, And yet we also block our own potential, our own greatness, our own joy, connection, Um, really does affect everything. So sometimes as much as I um, appreciate wandering through these things, having a plan, uh, like I said earlier, is helpful. It gives us structure. So that's... What I'm intending with this series for you guys is to have that plan that you can have some developing skill sets or reawaken the skill sets that were already there. So um, don't worry, there'll be a reminder so that you don't forget about the amnesia episode. (laughs) Oh, I know I'm corny. Um, Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. And see, this was a lot of information. And so we're going to allow you to have this one absorb it another a word and then i'll meet you and i'll see you in the next episode for amnesia if this is something you feel would be beneficial to you feel free to pop on over to the website vickibaird.com v-i-c-k-i-b-a-i-r-d.com or at coach vicki baird on all the social platforms